Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh no, I have a cookie pen. I'm gonna put that down. Oh no. Pick up some right. oh, no. We are good to go. All righty. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Repair Podcast. I'm Pagan, your host this week. Joining me today is my co host, Dan, and special guest, Maria. Hello. 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 Hey. This week we got a kind of a special episode. It was a bit um of, I get, well, I guess a different tune for them all they still played a retro replay game on uh, retro replay proper on thursday but this time they did it with speedrunners anthony caliber and zalard one which is pretty cool so we'll get into that in a little bit but first but first but first but but first but wait there's more no uh (laughs) but first welcome back maria how are you i am good I'm busy, but I'm good. <laughs> That's no, it's always great to be back. Good. <laughs> Excited. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, yeah the like, last time we saw you... Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just wanting to comment on the busy but good because I feel like that's been my response to anyone ever asking me how things are going for like the last year. Right. It's like busy, mm-hmm. but good. Good but busy. busy. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally yeah. sent another... I think, I think I sent a text to somebody like that the other day. And it's like busy, but in a really good way. And they're like, cool. When do you want to meet up? I was like, never. I'm busy. Busy. <laughs> busy. 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 Didn't you get that the first time? <laughs> um, no, welcome back, Maria. The last time we saw you really um, was obviously when you were back on the podcast. But recently, you also got to be on Retro Feud. I did. With Emmanuel. And I you did. won. I did. Yay. Go <laughs> down, Maria. I don't usually win, off. A, I don't win anything, so I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> you did win nothing, so. I won nothing. <laughs> Big old box and it was of one. It was like one of the first times we ever played that game. Like we had played it once before with uh, Pyro and Lily. And then, of course, this time you guys had like almost teams, like John mm-hmm. versus Nolan's team. The team thing yeah. was really, really cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of the, the the visual cue thing was kind of hard because um, when we was doing the actual Zoom call, we couldn't really see John or Nolan on the on the webcam. So when they were doing stuff, that was off camera for us. So people, oh, people so are they, always that's saying why to the us, visual cues didn't work for yeah, anybody. And so yeah, that's the reason the why, like work. on Twitter, people are like, "Oh, how did you not get that?" I'm like, "I couldn't see him doing this." <laughs> so, yeah, you, know, you so couldn't it, see it. Yeah, you couldn't see it. So um, yeah. So I, I told Drew this. I told Drew this um, when we were having um, a meeting or something like that for trailer talk, and I was like, "Well, that's because we can't see. Because when we're in this, um, like I guess recording software, it it will align us so that we all fit on the one screen. Yeah. So it kind of shortens everybody's cameras. And he's like, "You can just press the plus button, and it's almost like a Zoom call. When you press the plus button, it pins mm-hmm. it so that it becomes the main video, and you can see the whole thing." Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, well, that's helpful information now. Obviously, it's right there. You can see the plus button. I've just mm-hmm. never thought to click it before. Well, I was so idiot. nervous doing that so recording. I, I was just like, don't touch anything. Just answer the questions. <laughs> So like, just stay still make sure you answer yeah. i just kind of like so yes yes are they recording no, in yes. some sort of like black market recording software that can't be named yes <laughs> that sh- that shall not be named okay. yes <laughs> always always nothing retro replay does is legit how dare you assume oh, right everything is uh hush hush and like yeah it's all hush hush Nothing's legal. None of it's no, legal. It's, just, it's like an online, it's online, it's like an online um, software. Like the, the point of me saying it, like wouldn't like really help anybody because it doesn't describe what it is. So it's kind of like Zoom, mm. but it also records locally on your end, I guess. So like it will record my camera and my mic locally and then upload that file to another file where Drew can download where it. Where they can or, conglomerate um, can everything together it. to use for editing. It, exactly. But that's exactly. not light stream, so, right? No, God, okay. no. Fuck Lightstream. I was going to say, I thought Lightstream was trash, so. <laughs> Man, that, that Lightstream is trash. Part. <laughs> yeah. and look, Lightstream had its pluses and minuses. Mm-hmm. If it was only two or three people on the call, it's not terribly bad. We've just learned that the more people that are in the call, the worse it runs, and it just doesn't seem to want to pick up RTMP. It doesn't want to pick up pretty much anything over, like, five people. So, yeah, that's that's terrible. But... That's um, good. <laughs> yeah, it was. That's why the visual cue stuff didn't work for um, Emmanuel or Maria, and I was like, oh man, I wish we had known about that. But mm. it was pretty good though, and it was nice to like see John. I really loved your reaction though, Maria. I have to say, when it was like, do you want to go with John or do you want to stick with me? And you, oh, Nolan. <laughs> I was like, all right, Maria. Yeah, yeah absolutely, well. no one. <laughs> At Nolan. least pretend to be conflicted. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't know, probably mm. no. <laughs> Just oh, no one. <laughs> it was I mean, also it was also very sweet because as soon as you guys came on uh like you guys didn't know john was going to be there which is fun no. um and emmanuel's first reaction was just hi bender like he was just so <laughs> excited he was like, oh my god hi bender well it's really kind fun. of a shock when you haven't like i because you don't know like you i was really yeah. nervous really nervous like before coming on there because for one i have phone anxiety so I don't talk on the phone very well. I also know I'm being recorded. I was also like thinking, I'm going to meet Nolan. You know, I'm going to for the first time, you know. So I'm kind of like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm in and then you come on and it's like, hey, and you're like, oh, wow, that's a lot of energy. <laughs> so, like, but no, it's a, it's really fun. Like it's really relaxed and Just stuff. And so it makes like your introvert brain derp a little bit. And you're like, <laughs> Yeah, well, the, the problem is, is that um, we had this thing at my work one time and they did this um, personality diagnosis thing where they were like, oh, we can fit you into groups of what personality you are. And the idea was to see like who would work together the best. It was these people that came in. And I was, I don't want to say diagnosed because it makes it seem like an illness, but um, I was a reserved extrovert. <laughs> so I'm an extrovert where I I like getting, you know, um, like energy from people and I like to entertain and I like to be out there, but I'm also reserved where I don't like to talk to people and I don't like to put myself out there and I get scared. <laughs> so, so I have like two personalities that conflict each other. And so it's like, yeah. 
<laughs> well, I'm I, I don't see that. That's so that's really interesting to know, because I feel like anytime we've interacted, you've been so like bubbly and personable mm-hmm. and cheerful and it doesn't seem <sighs> like you're nervous at all. And I have the really worst cool. anxiety. <laughs> Oh, no way. Besides being a self-proclaimed introvert, what would you have thought I was when we met Pagan? Oh, you're an introvert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I say it this way. Whenever I talk about it, I, cl- I claim to be a an introvert that plays well at being an extrovert. Like, I've learned to play yeah, extroverted. Yeah, you do well. Like you do well in social situations mm-hmm. with people that you've never met before. Clearly, from this podcast, that's all I can go from experience. Why is how we've known each other? Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if you would volunteer yourself in those situations outside of this context. If you know what I mean. Like if they're like, "Hey, this is big party going on," I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, uh, like, yeah. me." I'd be like, "Oh, that sounds." You have a good time. Have fun. Take care. And I'm going to stay at home. Like, yeah. I'm very much like a, if there's a social gathering of like eight people, I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. And it depends on the people as well. Yeah. For me. You, you could like, easily yes, ask like any of like my buddies from like back in New York. And like anytime they'd be like, hey, we're going to go to this thing. Do you want to come? You're probably not. But do you want to do you want to come? And I'm like, mm, No. No. And then they'll be like, yeah, well, there's going to be like food and booze and stuff. I'll be like, ah, uh, no. <laughs> my, uh, my are inner person, ty- you- just, uh, while I say my inner person is a bit like that, um, was it Hagrid from Harry Potter? Like I, whenever I do something, I'm like, when you said, oh, like, like sign up for Retro Feud. So I know it was a while ago, but I was like, I was like, oh, I'm going to do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. The, the moment I said I was going to, I had the Hagrid was like, you should not have done that. You should not have done <laughs> you get that. that anxiety flare. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just kind of like, Oh no, what did I want? No, I don't want to do that. Why do oh, I want to no. do that? My, I, well, after retro food finished recording, I had the worst anxiety until it aired. The worst. <laughs> because I was like, I made an idiot of myself on the internet. Everyone's going to no. laugh at me. Everyone's going to hate me. And I just was like, but don't you already do I'm that like, for fun on Twitch? Yeah, that's the thing. I do. <laughs> I'm just like, but I'm just kind of like, well, I mean, people are going to see it. People think I'm an idiot and I've ruined everything. And that's kind of why oh, I said, oh, no. That's half the reason why you got that message from me as well, because I was kind of freaking out. <laughs> yeah, I got this message from Maria once the first episode of John DiMaggio aired, the April Fool's episode. Um, that obviously doesn't have a replayer feud in it. It had, um, I think, Between the Adventures, if I'm not mistaken, um, or an Uncle Noli. And uh, Maria, bless you, like sent me a message and was like, hey, did we just get cut from the show? Like, I would totally understand if that's the case. But I, you know, I just wanted to know, like, I thought we were going to. And I was like, no, no, you're definitely coming. I was like, I'm sorry. It is airing next week. Um, it's a, it's kind of a surprise that he's coming back. So just don't say anything until it airs. Like, you know, it's more like, a, oh, yeah, we'll see you sometime soon. And then, like, you know, he's he's back. And she's like, okay, great. I just thought we did something wrong. I was like, no, <laughs> we would never cut you. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, it's just it's one of those weird things that my brain is like, oh, man, you were so bad. They're not going to use your content. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh my gosh, no. No, I, I, it is, it's, it's terrible. But I, I do this thing that I'm like, I'm getting a lot better with it now. Like I'm trying to put myself out there a little more. Like with the streaming helps because it makes you like, mm. you know, get out there, like forces yourself. But then I, whenever I'm trying to make a decision and be like, do I want to do something? My brain says, no, you don't. But then I'm like, but what if I, if I don't, I'm going to regret it. So it's the whole, like, 
the mantra I've basically is the commit to the bit thing has basically been my little mantra that I've been using where I'm like, do it, fuck it. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so it's one of those just like, you know, um, just take a chance. You know, have, you, so. have either of you watched Big Mouth on Netflix? Yes. Have you seen no. like the newer episodes with the uh, anxiety mosquito? Yes, that's me. That's, <laughs> that's all I picture too is like the anxiety mosquito like buzzing over your head like you're going to be terrible. They're going to hate you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I have. Like, oh I have my ch- God. Yeah, I check my Fitbit sometimes and it's like yeah. It's so bad. But it worked out so well and you got you guys got on so well with uh, John and Nolan and they started ripping on you for your accent in Tennessee and I just think like it's just beautiful. Those moments are so that great. That was inevitable. <laughs> Yeah, for happen. sure for well, sure like I, I Nolan wasn't, and John definitely have a way of making you relax well it's also as well like I wasn't gonna I was pissing around with the Tennessee accent and I wasn't gonna do that I was just like no don't, don't, don't be silly don't be silly like I and I was just I couldn't help it I, I kind of have idiot Tourette's where <laughs> I can't help myself <laughs> so I, I was just like he um because I was uh, the whole time I was thinking because I'm always pissing around doing a Tennessee accent because people ask me all the time they go what do you mean you're from Tennessee and so I'm like all right I do the silly accent and um people like around here do actually talk like that it's hilarious Mm. (laughs) so and I wasn't gonna I was like don't do it don't just don't sort of thing and I wasn't gonna do it but then Nolan said oh you uh, I can tell by your your strong (laughs) Tennessee accent and I was just like well I've reached Tennessee so like, I was like, and then after that, I was like, it was good. I was like, you should not have done that. You should not have done that. <laughs> no, it was oh, so Mr. good. <laughs> like, you should not have I done think, that. Honestly, you guys have, yeah, you guys nailed it. Um, I think it was great. I think like that kind of stuff is really good. And if you vibe with them, just vibe. Like, trust your gut, man. It, it yeah. went really well. I thought it was Commit really good. Commit now I, I to understand the bit. If you've so learned anything to, today, folks. Like Emmanuel <laughs> having trouble understanding some of the things that John was doing because he did a lot of visual gestures as well. And people were like, How did you yeah. not know that? It's like mm-hmm. he couldn't see him like yeah. going like this, like pulling out. We could his- <laughs> not see him. For context for visual viewers, what we could see was like when they introduced themselves, we could see like Nolan and then like John. And then when all of us came in and they put it through to widescreen, we saw this much. Yes. Of each of each of them, we saw like a, uh, an eyeball and their shoulder. Yeah. And the sorry, their eyeball and their shoulder <laughs> and the middle of like the the camera view. If you know For what the I audio mean. Like, listeners, so Pagan basically stepped off camera. I was like, this is what we could yeah, see. Yeah, <laughs> you can check that out on YouTube. <laughs> we we basically saw like the, just a little bit of their face, a quarter of each of their bodies. Well, that's why Had we know the, the plus sign drew at the time. It would have been much easier. Well, that's but why we in the know. message. Um, that's why in that message I sent you, I was like, that was John DiMaggio, right? Because I didn't actually see his face, but <laughs> I saw the tattoo on his arm, and I'm like, it was him, right? <laughs> was yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I, I think you him. had popped in. I think you had popped in slightly later than Emmanuel, right? Like you, you yeah. Like, and I mean, like a couple seconds because Emmanuel saw it straight away. Because obviously, like we said, the more people that come into the software, the more yeah. the smaller it. those cameras gets. Yeah, oh, to trip it down. He okay. was like, "Oh, hi, Bender," and then I think your camera came in and it cropped them again. So that's <laughs> what we ended up with is a crop of their shoulders. Um, so I do apologize for for that and not knowing about the trust thing. Had I known about that earlier, I would have told you, and it would have been a must. Oh, now episode. everybody so knows. Thank God I know now. <laughs> <sighs> My bad. 
What won't? This whole time, I had no fucking clue. I was looking at the same thing every other replay I was looking at. I, I, I think that same thing kind of happened to us when we did the Uncharted multiplayer event with Cooper and Nolan too. We couldn't see them. We had to watch yes. the live feed on YouTube and actually to order to actually see them. I think that was live stream. Yeah. yeah, that was live stream. Girl, live stream. <laughs> Your nemesis. No more, mm-hmm. right? No more. Well, I don't know. Uh, might come back. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. For now, I mean, Todd is on holiday. I think in the South Coast. Don't quote me on that. He's on holidays somewhere and uh, doesn't have access to his full setup and everything, so isn't streaming gameplay. So it's easier for them right now to just stream direct through like OBS or whatever they're using um, to YouTube. Good old OBS. Play. Can't go wrong there. Hopefully, light stream can. Just oh, never buried. goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. It'll still go wrong. Streaming problems. Um, Streamer life. It wouldn't, it wouldn't. Yeah, it's not a live stream without technical difficulties, guys. Right. It's just not yeah. a live stream. Yeah. Um. But yeah, moving on to this week's timely topics. I guess there are a couple of things that um came up recently in the news. Um, a couple of weeks ago, Valkyrie and Courage JD or Jack Dunlop they became co-owners of 100 Thieves, which is an esports compound in LA um, that was created by Nate Shot in 2017. And this is a really big step, I think. And I think it's gotten a lot of media and press, especially because of Valkyrie's position. Um, she's one of the first female co- uh, co-owners of an esports compound or esports competitions and stuff. And I think that's, yeah, it's pretty cool. She's paving the yeah, way. Right? Um, yeah, right? Yeah. Women in gaming. Women in yeah. gaming, and on that like topic, and not to like discourage anything from um, discourage from courage, <laughs> but not from not to like move anything away from courage, JD, because he's also worked very hard and um, totally deserves to be a co-owner as well, um, which is fantastic. I just think that like there was a lot more focus because of the women in gaming, and because yeah. of like this is a massive feat, and I think recently she was. The most viewed streamer. I was going to say, I actually have like the 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 information here about that, oh, which I wanted actual... to just uh, read off Why here real quick for this? everybody who doesn't know. Valkyrie, um, based on gaming analytics by Stream Hatchet, uh, estimates that fans spent 24 million hours watching her during the pandemic. And uh, Valkyrie is the fastest yep. growing live streamer in the entire world and now the biggest female mm-hmm. gaming streamer. Which is insane. That is insane. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, and I never even heard of Valkyrie just... until last year when she won the Content Creator of the Year award. <laughs> oh, no way. Really? <laughs> yeah. I've been following Valkyrie's content for a good while um, when she was on Twitch as well. Uh, she's just passed, what is it, 3.32 million subscribers on YouTube. Um and she, she definitely is one of the fastest growing uh, female streamers. Um, I think she had something like 12 million views or something like that recently, mm. um, like in her content and in her channel or something like that. And really her um, her rise, and I think you can actually see this in an interview, especially on the um, 100 Thieves channel on YouTube. They do an interview with um, Jack Diddy, uh, sorry, Jack Courage, JD, and... Um, uh, and Valkyrie about their owning they owning the uh, channel and like kind of just giving them brief history of what they did and like she really grew with Among Us like she's obviously grown with like a lot of like diverse games she was a variety streamer and then she streamed Fortnite and she did a lot of uh, Fortnite videos with like Myth and 
Pokimane and all this kind of stuff and then moved into like Among Us when the pandemic hit last year and Among Us became like really huge for a lot of streamers pretty much boosted her followers from like I think she said something like she had an average of about 2,000 viewers on Twitch and now she's working with an average of about 23,000 viewers on Twitch or sorry on um, on YouTube live so in in less than a year yeah, it's fucking, it's insane. And she's grown, I think, from, oh, just under a million to over 3 million followers now. Or subscribers crazy. on YouTube. Yeah, wow. huge. Um, yeah, there's me being so like, oh, yeah, 74. I got 74. You could be the next Valkyrie. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> still great. Yeah. Um, no, I just, like, she's been doing it for a long time. She's been doing it for a long time. And uh, she's great at what she does. Um, but yeah, big moves for women in gaming. Um, they also added uh, Kaide. Kaide to their roster now. She's joined 100, themes co- 100 Thieves Company in the compound. Um, and that's pretty cool too. She's an upcoming uh, female streamer. She started streaming in October last year. Yes, October last year. Um, she started dating uh, Tens from Cloud9 Gaming, who is a professional, who was a professional Valkyrie. Is that a Valkyrie? Valorant player. Yeah, Valorant. Um, yeah, he used, to, he used to play Valorant professionally for Cloud9. And is stepping back from that in January. But he and Kaide, I think, started dating. And then she was like, uh, she she loved games anyway. And then he convinced her to start streaming and making content on uh, YouTube and Twitch. And she grew and she's like blown up. And it's pretty cool to see her being added to the 100 Thieves compound now as well. Because uh, it's just, it's good moves for women in gaming. Mm-hmm. Their last yeah. three announcements. Actually, no. Because Austin also joined 100 Thieves recently. So their last three announcements, two of them were female. It was Brooke AB and and uh, Kaide, which is cool. Hmm. It's just crazy it's how news. that space for like streamers blowing up like this and then getting picked up by an esports team is yeah. kind of like almost being drafted for like a football team or a basketball team or something. <laughs> yeah. And it's like you're and- seeing esports kind of become more of this legitimate thing. And it's millions and millions of dollars that they're playing for yeah. and raising and earning and in and out in both ways and other ways and charity streams and charity mm-hmm. donations. It's incredible what all this has happened. What in the last few years? Yeah. It's an incredible, it's an incredible rise as well for esports. Obviously esports was always kind of a thing, um, but it has really blown up in the last couple of years. And there are now, um, there are now scholarships, esports scholarships. Uh, to, that's, that's to universities yeah. and stuff yeah no there is and um i i think the percentage is very small of female players and i think that's what they're trying to accomplish as well is like to try and get more of that diversity in the, the that industry because it has been predominantly male-based yeah um, so it's kind of cool now that there are quite a lot of um gamers and i'm hoping that eventually it will just iron out the toxicity <laughs> among this like fucking <laughs> I don't know That's, what toxic generation mm. that they that these people come from, but Jesus Christ. They need to That's something to me as a, a male gamer that still baffles my mind when people, like female gamers, tell me about the kind of bull crap that they have to deal with online mm-hmm. in an, any online format or space when it comes to gaming. And it's like, what? Why? Mm-hmm. What's, what is wrong this, with you? <laughs> like, it's yeah, literally because I, I actually really like playing Valorant. Um, I, I have played it before. Sorry, Liam and Todd. Um, <laughs> I actually really enjoy playing Valorant. I find it a good game, but I will never go into open mic. 
Yeah. I'll never, yeah. I'll never be in groups where mics are um, open or anything like that. Like I will just, if there's a chat, I'm fine with chat. People can just assume what they want from my username. I don't care, but I will never go into open chat because I've seen so many streamers have so much crap um, with just randoms on the internet because it, like they randomize you into groups unless you play with friends. Yeah. You would have and to be able to like, just, play with a squad specifically. And that's, yeah. It's just and, that's the only way. <laughs> and actually, I think there um, there aren't enough rules in place or enough reporting or security or support really from the Valorant team and Epic that they need to um, they need to up their game because I think there's not enough support against those toxic behaviors. Like you can't really you can't really report something like it doesn't really matter or doesn't do anything. Mm. Um and that's kind of shit, especially if you're playing with a group of friends and you get maybe two or three randoms into your chat and they're just dog shit and they're throwing the game and they're calling in all sorts of things and trying to get back in the kitchen. And, yeah, uh, I mean, there's not really much you can actually do about it, really. It's kind of like, you know, when kids call you names in school, it's one of those just like, oh, we'll suck it up. And you're like, yeah, no, but it's spoiling my experience, you know, yeah. so... It's, but it's one of those, well, just block them. It's like, yeah, but it's not the point. We need to stop the culture of this happening. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, it's, you know, the, the school bullies, you know, you have to like, yeah, but just ignore them. Yeah, but it's still happening though. It's, yeah. you know, so it's just the problem. Yeah, but it's, I've never actually experienced uh, much of it. Maybe because I'm, I don't know, maybe they just, they look at me and just like, she's an idiot. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> They don't waste their time bullying you. Yeah, they're just like, she bullies herself, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I I think like probably out of every lobby that I've seen played on maybe Valorant in particular, maybe one in six, maybe one in five, depends on like whatever, those lobbies, someone will be toxic and say something fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, Which is an okay statistic, but it still shouldn't fucking happen. And that's usually because if you're, if you're, um, and I'm, I presume you have this in other games as well, same with Fortnite. If you have um, a random and you guys play well together and they're not assholes and you actually enjoy like playing the game and you guys did well, it's usually like, okay, well, let's just play again. And then everybody yeah. just plays again. So you regroup. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think the more time you randomize, the, the more chance obviously you're going to get toxic mm. bullshit coming through. And it's really sad to just see because it definitely does put people off. Like I, I just will never play open mic games. I just, I won't do it in Overwatch, not Valorant, not Fortnite, nothing. Like I just, I can't do it, man. I just think it's well, toxic I, and I don't I, need that um, I, the first, my first ever like experience of online gaming, and this was like years, years, years ago. And so I, it wasn't online. I wasn't playing anybody, but it was this game that, there was a thing that came out on the PC where you could stream games and play them. And it was an like origin or something. It was something that came out years and years ago. And so I had a really shit PC. And so the idea of me playing games on my PC was not a thing. So this website came out where you could stream games. And I was like, oh, I could play that. I think okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And it didn't, I don't think it took off, but you could play them live, but it was a thing. Well, they had this thing where people could, um, talk in like the you said, like people could like oh. say stuff on the mic while you're on well i'm playing alien versus predator and i'm just playing the game by myself and just being like oh this is so cool i'm playing aliens and i go around and then over the mic i'm just playing and then someone goes you're shit at this game <laughs> 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 and i was just like i instantly just put my controller down and was like 
That's so weird. Why why would that be an option? Why is that a feature that yeah. other people could just chime in and be like, you yeah, suck? Yeah, it was just like a, um, yeah, it was just like a spectator mode. And he was like, you're fucking shit. And I'm like, just stop me. Oh my God. I, just, I just turned it off and I was like, someone's watching me. I don't like it. Like, no, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I didn't realize people were watching me. And I was just like, after that, I was like, mm-hmm, got getting bullied by my laptop. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, I, I mean, oh. It's nice now to have things like Maybe Twitch. Maybe that's where why can... that service isn't around anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking shit service. You imagine just like hopping into like somebody's random stream and just opening your mic, being like, "Hey, you're shit." Yeah, is that the same thing? Yeah, it would. N- it would never end. Twitch would not be a multiple, thing. <laughs> nah, you get multiple voices. Just be crap. Yeah. Um, no, but it is really interesting that you've you've mentioned that as well because Cloud Nine also do. Um, I think a fortnightly, fortnightly live stream. Um on on twitch as well where they talk about like mental health and gaming and stuff and that was really mm. interesting because recently they were talking about trolling um, right. and that was just like an interesting conversation because there is that kind of like that person might not even have cared that you or who you were or what you were playing they were just going to be like oh you're shit to anybody yeah um and it's, yeah it's just interesting as it's well especially it's what some people yeah. do yeah, uh, yeah, but this, this is the thing, like, because uh, again, on what Maria was saying, is like you're just told to ignore that shit, like, just ignore it, whatever. Or if they come into your chat on Twitch and they're fucking, they're being assholes, and your mods aren't there, or whatever, and you're just like, oh, just ignore it, just ignore it. And there is just a point where you're just like, I don't want to ignore this anymore. Yeah. I just want to call this person out for whatever the fucking shit that they do. And um, and unfortunately, unfortunately, with stuff like that, though, like. You, you can have everyone in the world tell you you're amazing, you're great, you're this, but one person tells you you're bad and that's the person you listen to. So oh, yeah. you can have millions of people in your chat or in life or whatever say to you, you're amazing, you're great. Like I, I post, you know, my artwork or whatever like that and stuff. And I, everyone goes, that's really good. That's really good. But if one person says, well, shit, I'm like, I'm failed. I'm a failed artist. <laughs> you know, so it, and it's like, why, why, why do we listen to those people? But you do. Yeah. So it's like when you have your chat open and you have someone trolling you, you don't want to acknowledge it, but you do. And it's just like, it's one of those, like in just ignoring it. it it's not enough. It, it, well, something does need to be done to kind of address that, you know. Like, in any sense, yeah. it's it's really difficult for anyone to take that kind of criticism and uh, I was just thinking about this the other day where uh, the way we as people react to things, we focus on the negative or you dwell mm-hmm. on that specific thing. So it doesn't matter how much positive feedback you get. You get that one. And it's like it's like P- here's an example. When PJ comes into the live chat and sees the one down vote on the video and he's like, what the yeah. fuck? You know, <laughs> it drives you crazy, right? especially when you're proud of something that you're doing and you're yeah. proud of the the product that you've made or the artwork music what have Mm. you and there's those who just thrive on that negative energy and they will go out of their way to they get that reaction out of people because they're like (laughs) because it just fills them with joy for some reason and you're just like why why would you do this yeah why it's like kind of like it's that without consequence thing because you can't punch someone in the face through the tv screen unfortunately so (laughs) so, so they could just be like you're shit and then run away you know you you can't if there was consequences maybe they wouldn't say that but it's just because they can and they get away with it they do Mm -hmm. it and they're just like hee 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 i just said she's shit you know we've talked about (laughs) trolling on the podcast before and i've always said that my go-to tactic is to troll the troller Mm. 
and I'll like double it on back on them or something in some way to like, I will purposely try to get a rise out of them and mess with them back Mm -hmm. rather than feeding into the troll. Mm. And I've had it before too, in my own streams where somebody comes in and says like, Oh, you missed this or you didn't do that. Or you're not doing this or you're too slow or you're not, you know, all that normal crap. And I'll straight up just be like, that's not how I play the game. Mm. And I don't want to play it that way. So yeah. If, if you don't like it, find another stream. Take care. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. Yeah. But it takes a lot of character to be able to do that, though, to put yourself in that mental space of I I am able to take this negativity and just kind of push it to the side and pull like a like mm. a Jackie Chan or Karate Kid and like wax <laughs> off, wax on, just kind of deflect it and just move on with your life and not let it just, eh, you know. Consume yeah. you. Yeah. 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 yeah that is the issue and like maria was saying like they can just like put in the comment and run away and like don't care i forget about it the rest you, of the day they don't <laughs> care whereas somebody could be sitting on that yeah I, like I, there has been comments before that have been made in my chat that i'm just like that person doesn't realize that i've still thought about that comment i haven't yeah. streamed in over a month and that comment was probably made over three months ago yeah and i'm still thinking about that fucking comment and i'm like yeah why can't I ever just get off this? Because eventually yeah, I mean, you have a good day and then you might be like, okay. Blah, blah. And then like the particular comment was actually about my weight. And I was like, um, oh, whatever. Blah, and then just proceeded to just continue with my stream. And now anytime I have a bad day and I look at myself in the mirror or catch my reflection, yeah. or whatever, and I'm like, wow. And then I'll just think about that comment. And it's horrible yeah. because you really just can't get away from that. But there is a tact and like, there has to be like a, a mental capacity like you said dan to like just be able to just karate kid that shit away from you yeah. and be like i don't care about your opinion i don't care whatever it is but and i want to acknowledge that it's an, a uniquely extra difficult uh situation for f- females in that mm-hmm. i would agree regard. yeah like especially that kind of thing like it's it's terrible out there that there's those out there i mean probably male men and women who target female you know, entertainers and thinking like, ah, I can make this one little comment that will ruin their day. Ha ha. You know, but it seems like, you know, females get targeted more and that's just, it's disappointing, honestly. It is. And I think a lot of times, well, girls are a little bit more reluctant to tell someone to go suck one. You know, it's a little bit more. Girls, girls are a little, like, little Just more. Just stand up and like suck it. Put, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> exactly. Like girls are a little bit less likely to just be like, you know what? Fuck off. You know what? <laughs> so, this is where, like, insert, like, like, cutaway to psych right now where they go, suck it, you know? Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, it's sometimes you get, like, people on there and, and you know, kids it's usually like teenage boys, I'm assuming, that come out with silly shit all the time. And, like, they'll say something like, Oh man, you sound like a boy. And I'm like, well, you sound like a prick. Fuck off. <laughs> and, then, and then they're just like, you, you don't hear from them again. And it's just like, they're just like, oh, she, she yelled at me. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's kind they of thing. They can't take but, it back. Oh my God, they yeah. can't take it back. There's been a lot of um, uh, TikTok <laughs> users as well. Like, there's, it's actually been like blowing up for female streamers. Yeah. Uh, and there's so many people who would like put their toxic shit into like the video where like someone would be like, get in the kitchen or like whatever, like, what you dumb bitch or whatever and all this kind of stuff. And they're like, oh, oh okay and they start calling them <laughs> shit back and like 
annihilating them in the game and yeah. they just can't hack it and they start screaming and they're frustrated and then they just leave the lobby. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's like there's definitely certain mentalities, especially when it's live, when you're actually doing when they're saying shit live to you uh-uh. in a chat is like so much different than just a comment on the internet. Somebody's going to make that comment and be like, it's not even like, oh, I'm just going to make the comment that it's going to ruin someone's day. I feel like they're just going to be like, oh, it's the internet. I can say whatever the fuck I want. I can express my opinion. They're either never going to read it or if they do, fuck it, I don't care. And that's kind of worse because you're like, you've just put that out there in black and white print on the internet. Yeah. Uh, On the internet. And you just thought that it would never come to this and yet it fucking hurts somebody else. It does. And they've thought about it forever. Unfortunately as well, Peter, there's a lot of people on the internet who are vulnerable and, you know, they're on, they're playing games because they are trying to find a community that they fit into and some like, you don't know what people's comments are going to do to people. And so there's, there's a way you need to have a thick skin and you do have to say to someone, you know what, fuck off. But also as well, you you still have to be yourself. Don't make such a thick skin that you have changed the person you are because trolls have made you that way. That's you know, when you, you become have... me and you go dead. You know, you're dead inside. <laughs> you just, yeah. you've, you've officially run out of the uh, fuck it all pills, and you're just like, "Welcome to my stream." Uh, you turn into Eeyore. <laughs> yeah, and so it's just, it it sucks, but I mean it's. It's it is what it is. Yeah. Hopefully mm-hmm. it'll change. And I think that like the community is growing and things like this are paving the way. Things like Valkyrie becoming a co-owner of an esports team. Things like Kaide like being made um, part of the compound and Brook AB. And it's just like, it's really great to see more women in gaming, mm-hmm. more women streamers in gaming. There's so many amazing, great female contents um, on there, like Wendy Young and Yvonne and Foosley and everybody. Like they're coming out on the internet and they're being themselves and they're being female because <laughs> they fucking are and it's yeah. just nice it's nice to see the representation as well in um, mm. in gaming industry and in um in lives so hopefully that that kind of toxic behavior is is on its way out but speaking of live streamers we had a special guest this week on the retro replay show anthony caliber mm-hmm. and of course um zalard one who i'm not sure if they actually live stream or not i, th- I know that they make youtube content but i'm not sure if they actually live stream um zalard one does um so that was kind of cool. I, well, I wanted to get your take on speed running and the art of speed running. We've seen Anthony Calibre's content before on the YouTube channel on Retro Replay with Uncharted as well as The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part 2. What do you guys think of speed running in general? Is it something that appeals to you as um, content creators or people who watch content? I'll let Maria take on that. Go for it. I mean, <laughs> I yeah, I think it's impressive. I mean, I impressive the back... And, the thing is, you have to remember, it's not uh, it's not something that someone does just in one go. It's not like, I'm going to see how quick I can do this. These people spend years to learn how the tricks of this game to get as good as they are. Like, so it's it's kind of admirable that people are like spending that much time in a game to try and find these little tricks and things. So it's really cool to watch. Um, like I, when I was watching the, um, the, the punch out, I was just like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of, because that game is notoriously hard. So... Yeah, it's it's really interesting to watch. Like I, I love seeing them like the little tricks that they find, and you're like, how long have you spent on this game to find that? It's insane. <laughs> well, yeah, think about the uh, almost the I want to say the nerd <laughs> stat statistics mm-hmm. that go into it because he was talking about frames and yeah. like 
counting frames he, he it's a science he gets it down to where he can like literally in his head picture how many frames are happening based on like the sound cues and he can count okay bing 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 okay now i dodge now i punch now i dodge now i punch he's got that shit mapped out in his brain and it's like that takes so much time and practice yeah. and it's not easy no <laughs> i mean it's just it's such an incredible feat to speed run a game in general and then to Speed run it blindfolded, Zellard one is just yeah. fucking insane. I'm sorry yeah. for saying, but holy bejesus, that was insane. And <laughs> like Drew said, it just looked stupid easy. Incredible. You made that look stupid easy. Like, that's <laughs> amazing. Like, he just yeah. made it look incredibly easy to do. So, I mean, good job, buddy. That looks like a difficult thing. Yeah, Have you guys ever... Out, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say he took out freaking Tyson in like, a, what was that, a minute and a half, two minutes? And that. never got hit once, so... Ooh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. It's, no, it's definitely a science. Um, I actually haven't watched many of um, Zellard One's YouTube videos, but I think now after that content, like I definitely would, because as you said, like it's just so interesting to see how much how many years of work he's just put in to i guess speed run all of the punch out games in the mm. punch out series um but have you ever watched um any of the the speed running live to see what happens like as they're doing it i can't say i've ever watched a live speed no. running ever and uh-huh. i'm of two minds of speed running uh and I, we've discussed this on the show before when they brought anthony caliber on where uh some speed runs i will watch kind of like as a random thing and i'll be like damn this is crazy and then of the two mind split I have is it's the glitching or the non-glitching version. I feel like the glitching version is almost cheating. Like, mm. I get it. I, I see. I'll watch a glitch speed run and think, wow, this is impressive. Holy crap. This is insane yeah. that they can do mm-hmm. this. But at the same time, I'm like, but you're not really playing the game. You're bypassing massive chunks of it and then i see like what uh zallard okay zallard i see what zallard did he actually is just really effing good Mm. he wasn't glitching he wasn't cheating the game he's just really really good to the point where he has his timing down impeccably and he dodges everything he never gets hit and he knows just when to hit and just when to land those star punches and he's dropping Mm -hmm. those boxers really fast that to me is insanely impressive yeah. On the flip I, note, though, I was going to say I watched the speed run of Fallout New Vegas where somebody glitched through the entire game in like, yes, I think, 15 minutes. That. And yeah. they, it was with the developers watching and they were like, what? Huh? How? <laughs> and that made it funny because if it, if the developers weren't there giving commentary, I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much if I yeah. was just watching that speed run. Because like when I watched the um, that the Uncharted uh, speed run that um, Anthony did on the show, like there was points in the game where I was like, oh man, this bit of the game is a bitch and I can't wait to see how he does this. And then he just glitched through it and I was like, he just, he just goes, oh, 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 I wanted to see it. It's, <laughs> so. it's the shooting the bloater in the foot before he even drops yes. down. What the fuck? Like, that blew my mind. Like, I couldn't, I took so long to get past that section. Mm -hmm. And just even before he drops down, you just shoot him in the foot. And and it's like, everyone's like, that that's it is that that's it he's like yeah that's it like (laughs) i feel like anthony anthony also has like this like humbleness about him where he's just like yep yeah 
yeah, that's that's just it. Like, I mean, it's not not rocket science. It's just just you do it, you know. And I'm like, oh, this is really cool. And then, then I re- I replay the game, and I'm like, you just shoot him in the foot. You you just shoot him in the foot. And then I do it, and I'm like, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Yeah, why does it work for me? It's because I can never get the fucking aim in time before right? he even yeah. drops down. I'm like aiming, and he's dropped down. I was like, no, oh, fuck. It makes me think about like as a kid, you know, when I played video games, obviously when I didn't have control over what video games I played other than what my parents bought me, there was uh, that time when you only play a handful of games, if any, you know, like you play one, maybe two games a year and you put all of your time and energy into that game and you get really good at that game. Like think about our discussion about the Lion King video game way oh, back God, when God. i was like that game's easy no it's because i played the shit out of it when i was a kid to the point where like i had it all down i could get through yeah. that thing like a, a beast and then i go back to play it you know last year and i'm like this is hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is a game for children why can't i do it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that like, I mean, in general, I think um, with speedrunning, where you said like it's a science and it takes them years and everything. When you watch it live, um, Anthony was doing a speedrun recently of The Last of Us Part 2. I'm sure he's still going. I just haven't popped into his stream in a while, um, but was doing speedrun of like the first part and the second part and everything. And it's so interesting because as soon as one small thing goes wrong, either in the game or he messes up in some way, whatever. It's just like, oh, no. And then has to like restart the yep. checkpoint. And I've done and that so trying quick, to get and he's like, like, well, I got to go go back and do it this time. And then he'll like comment on what he did or what's went wrong or what happened here. And that must be so frustrating. I think mm-hmm. the, the biggest problem with me is like, I hate repetition almost Wait, like that makes me wonder. Uh, I was going to say that reminds me of trying to get trophies or achievements in games. And Maria, you yeah. watched me stream doom eternal, didn't you? Mm hmm. Do you remember when I was doing that final boss fight? Yep. And like I would hit the points where it's like, oh, nope, I just missed that attack or I missed the rocket launch or I missed the jump. And I'm like, I just restart the whole fight over again because I'm like, there's mm-hmm. no point in even going on from here. <laughs> no kind of, way. I like oh. I mean, I stick it out even in like the Sigrun God of War. It's basically Valkyrie Queen. I'm like, I just have to stick it out. I know it was crap, but I just have to die now and then I'll restart. Well, for like Doom, if you're if you know, OK, this boss takes forever to beat. And if I miss an attack, the chances of you actually completing the fight become smaller and smaller and smaller to the point oh. where like I'm eventually just going to die and have to restart anyways. Yeah. I might as well just restart now. I've never done that, though. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a quitter. I'm just like, I believe in myself until it's really, really too late. Like, mm. <laughs> like I'm already half dead. And it's like, I haven't even touched her health bar. And yeah. I'm like, I got this. I can still. No, it's not. Well, like in something like God of just, War, I yeah. think it's different because God of War, you could kind of clutch it. But in Doom Eternal, it's just not going to happen. No, that's no. fair. Yeah, that's fair. It's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm not all about the repetition. I, I can't say speedrunning is something that I am particularly interested in, like doing myself, but I do find it very fascinating, like you mm. say, to see like their cheats, the way that they use the glitches. If no they don't use the glitches, how are they? I, it is fascinating, though. Mm. Find me speedrunners. I like this. The retro replay speed play. This is, this is, I don't have to do anything. I don't feel. I don't feel emasculated or shitty about myself like I usually do when I leave here. I wonder yeah. if, um, especially in like Uncharted 3 and stuff, when they're skipping like whole scenes and whole, um, whole cut scenes and stuff, I'm wondering like 
do do the developers ever go back on a game like patches and everything and be like, oh shit, there's a glitch there? Like, does that ever happen? Or they're like, nah, that would fuck up some speedrunners. So we should probably just leave that alone. I think for yeah. newer games, yes, but for older games, they've pretty much left them well alone. Like, if you think yeah. back between before, like the PS3, Xbox 360 generation, games didn't get patches. Once right. they shipped, they shipped. That was it. They, they, any gl- glitches that were in the game stayed in the game forever. And I know, like, I think Anthony Calibur, when he plays Uncharted 3, he plays the PS3 version of the game. Oh, I see. Yes, yes. He doesn't play the uh, remastered version. Yeah. Because the remastered version doesn't have all the glitches in it. Hmm. Not, well, at I mean, least not all of them, but it's like some of them might have been fixed or patched for the remaster. I yeah. guess if a, if a game is getting um, publicity through... Because speedrunners are doing it because it's so glitchy. I mean, developers are probably like, well, people are buying the game because it's glitchy and they can speedrun it. So it's, yeah. you know, no, like, you know, all news is good news. Like publicity, you know, so. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. so if anybody else knows, like if, you, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, no, I'm a game dev and we would definitely patch that shit if we saw it in The Last of Us <laughs> Part 2. Let us know. Put in the comments. Like, if, let us know on YouTube. Yeah. Let us know on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this. Let me know because I would love to be corrected. Um, <laughs> Please I correct don't, us. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like if I made the game and I was watching someone speedrun it and they were like, I'm just going to glitch in here. And that was like my section of the game to work on. I'm like, holy shit. I've, I messed up. I'm fucking, oh my God. Oh, somebody well, get me think, something. You got to think about how <laughs> like, most of the time those, gl- people. <laughs> those glitches are usually really difficult to activate though. Yeah. It's not True. like you're just walking along and then you're bloop, you just slingshot into the what distance. Some of the ones no, that's that Anthony did with like um, Uncharted, where he was like, you have to shoot at the wall and go up with the gun. And you're like, yeah. how did you figure that out? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, it just gets passed, right? It gets yeah. passed from knowledge to knowledge. If yeah. Somebody did it by mistake at one point, was like, I wonder if that works again. And then it just got passed down. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that kind of shit, though, I really like. I really like that about speedrunning in terms of there's a whole community around it and there's a whole kind of like, hey, if you do this, it'll get you here. And that kind of reminds me of like back in the day with cheat codes mm-hmm. or someone would figure out a cheat code or someone would figure out this and they'd be like, oh my God, because you didn't have the internet to look it up at that point. You had to find out, you need to ask people. It was like stuff where like Hideo Kojima is like, plug it into player two, you know, mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff. You usually find that out through other people who've played the game and at the time, I guess the internet was like starting up and stuff. So I suppose like it was there, but um, that kind of stuff is cool. I really enjoy that community sense. I've always loved that aspect of gaming back then. Like when, if you played video games before the internet, if you're old enough to have existed before the internet, <laughs> and <laughs> oh. it was a thing where you would go to school and talk to your friends and be like, hey, I just got to this part of the game. What did you do when you got to this part? And they'd say, oh, I did this and I went here and I did this. And if you go to this wall and you shoot it with a rocket, it'll blow open. Then there's a bunch of secrets in there. And you're like, oh, shit, now I got to go do that. And Metal Gear was kind of that prime Mm. example of that, where that game had a lot of like sneaky stuff in it. And I remember playing that game and there's the part where you're supposed to call Meryl and the colonel will say, you look at the back of the CD case, you know, snake to find her number. And I'm like, where, where, where? And I'm searching all over the game and I'm looking at my inventory, blah, blah, blah. And I think it was finally like, it just kind of dawned on me, like looking at the case from Metal Gear and like, do they mean this one? And you flip it over and sure enough, there's a screenshot of Meryl (laughs) with her fucking number. And it's like, it's insane. 
unless somebody told me that I, it, it took me forever to figure it out. Yeah. It was like gaming urban legends, you know, they've yeah. always like, Oh, you can yeah. do this. It's like, no, you can't. I used to sell cheat codes at school. Mm. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Maria, are you serious? You used to sell, sell cheat codes. Cheat codes? <laughs> yes. uh, I oh, a- amazing. <laughs> um, I was from East London. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I was from East London. I was also selling cigarettes, mate. <laughs> so I had this red book. Do you want some cheat codes with those just, cigarettes? It was yeah, right. like old phone books used to get. They used to have like the um, the alphabet on it. And so I had each game with the alphabet and stuff. And I'd go to the local store, go through the gaming mags, write down all the cheat codes. And so I'd go to school and be like, oh, they'd be like, oh, have you got the, have you got the, uh, the death move for Scorpion on Mortal Kombat? And I'm like... Yeah, that would be a candy bar, please. <laughs> I remember writing down cheat codes for myself. I never sold them to other kids. Honestly, I feel like the business intelligence and like fucking creativity that you had as a kid, Maria, is just gold. I would never have thought to do something like yeah. that. Like we like and of course, they're in gaming mags and you could just flick through them. Because I'm thinking like, what the fuck is she getting all the Chico's to, to sell? Yeah. Like, of course, yeah. you're just picking them up for free in a gaming yeah. mag in a bookstore. You'd be like, well, you, <laughs> so you good. Can, I mean, you can you can pay, you know, five pounds for a gaming mag or, you know, however much they were back then. Or you could just come to me, give me a candy bar and I'll give you the cheat code you want. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Just the one fucking death strike as well. It's like candy bar. I need Scorpion's fatality number two. Yeah, I I got my my coat on and just be like, "Do you want some cheat codes? Do you want some cheat codes?" (laughs) (laughs) I actually can't imagine that, but it's just beautiful. Like it is such Mm -hmm. chef's kiss content. That is fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, wheeling and dealing. (laughs) I also love your response. Be like, "Well, I'm from East London, mate." We sold yeah. everything. That's all the logic you need. <laughs> that checks out. I mean, I mean, back then we would have stole your tires and sold them back to you. So, <laughs> you know. True. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, oh, it's pretty good though. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode, guys. Uh, just before we go, we can do um, a little website shadow of the the latest articles available on the website for you to read right now. And the website I'm talking about is RetroReflexShow.com. <gasps> Which, <Yay>! website? <laughs> Which website? Which uh, website? It's called RetroReflexShow.com. Perfect. <laughs> Hello, how can I help you? <laughs> Hello, how can I help you? Hello, how can I help you? <laughs> you know, for some tires, mate. <laughs> read, read, the, read the snippet in that voice. <laughs> the, the, what voice? Oh, I was gonna say. I was gonna say, like, get Maria to do it. Gears yeah. of War fans will want to check out Jake Brown's article called "Tears of War," where Jake breaks down what he believes are the top ten moments. Uh, sorry, top ten most emotional moments from the long-running franchise. I can't check that out because I haven't played it yet, and no I don't spoilers. want to have spoilers. But um, I presume that it's full of spoilers. So if you have played the game and are a fan of the franchise, please yes. go ahead and check out Jake Brown's article on Gears of War. Uh, um, big fan of Gears of War myself, and yes, he does actually have a big like a spoiler alert in the beginning. Like if you haven't yeah. played through the games, there are spoilers in here, and <laughs> I, I love this article because he makes a big point to mention that Gears of War is easily overlooked as having a decent story, and there's mm-hmm. so many like huge actual tear jerking moments within the franchise. So if you're a fan of the series, you know relive those memories by reading this article or. If you don't plan on playing it, but you're curious, give it a read and see what we're talking about. 
Excellent. And again, you can find that over on RetroRepaShow.com. There is a lot of articles out there to suit anybody's taste. So feel free to go and have a look. Have a gander. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thank have you guys a, so much. Well, have a Barney. Have a Butcher's. Have a Butcher's. <laughs> a have Butcher's hook. Have a Butcher's hook. That's on the hook. Do you know what? Actually, a, fr- a friend of mine is actually from London, and she said that same thing for me today. Cockney. I was like, "Hey, can you have a look at this ticket?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'll just take quick butchers." And I was like, uh-huh, "I haven't heard kind that phrase." Because my so uh, my husband says it sometimes. He's like, "Oh, go have a butchers," and I'm like, "The fuck are you doing? <laughs> you can't say it. You're American. <laughs> You're not allowed." <laughs> Do you ever see that bit? Like, were you ever then really fucking confused, Daniel? When like Daniel, I saw your name Daniel. again. Daniel, uh, Daniel. I know it's always weird confused? whenever she calls me Daniel. I'm like, it's who because are you I checked. To? I saw the bottom of the screen and I saw Daniel, so I just called Daniel. I try to change Daniel. my name in Zoom so you stop seeing that. Excuse me, Daniel. Uh, were you ever then really confused in that like awesome Paris scene between um, Michael Caine and Mike Myers? I'm not sure which one you're referring to. It's been a long time since I've seen Austin Powers, but probably I'm going to assume I have seen. Yes, I have seen. Okay, good. Because essentially it's all of those Cockney colloquialisms Uh, where they're talking about butchers is a butcher's hook, which is a a look. Uh, Yeah, it's stuff that rhymes. Yeah, anyway. Okay, I think I know what you're seeing. You're talking about (laughs) where they kind of have just a it's like a few moments where they're just back and forth Mm at each other. And you're just kind of like. If you don't know Cockney, you're just going to be like, Yeah, if you okay, don't know Cockney <laughs> slang, you are fucked. Like, that scene is really confusing if you don't know Cockney slang. Yeah. Um, Do you want some cheat codes? Do you want butchers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take a butchers and some cheat codes, please. Um, thank you so much again for having, for uh, for coming on, Maria. What mm-hmm. or where? Sorry, where can they find you? What are your socials? Um, I am Twitter, Pocket Ninja 85. Um, Twitch is twitch.tv slash Pocket Ninja 85. Yay! Yay. Ninja 85. Yay. Excellent. Uh, Dan? I am Stark E. Vash on Twitter and Stark Evil Vash on any other platform you might look for me. Excellent, excellent. And I am Pagan Plays on Twitter and at Pagan underscore Plays on Instagram and Twitch. So yeah, thank you guys so much. If um, if any members are listening and they have any members questions or anything for Retro Replay, please send them over to members at RetroReplayShow.com. And if you have a question for us here on the Replayer Podcast, send it over to reap the Replayer Podcast at gmail.com. All of this will be in the show notes, so feel free to go and check that out, including our social handles. And yeah, I guess that we'll see you guys next time. That's all, folks. Thank you, Maria. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Maria. Bye, guys. Game over. Game over. Game over. Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.